what we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. Why, hello there, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. It is Monday. I know, Monday, and most of the time you'll be like, man, Mondays, Mondays stink. I don't want, I don't like Mondays, man. This is a very special Monday. You know why today's a special Monday, dear listener? Why, let me tell you. High school football begins this Friday night. That's right. High school football. It's been a long off season. Uh, coaches are beginning. I mean, they've got all the scrimmages out of the way. They've, uh, got all the equipment out. They've been banging pads and today begins game week. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I can't stand it. I mean that sincerely. This is not just a riff. I'm telling you high school football begins this Friday night and, uh, it, life just can't get any better than that. And on top of that, Man, not only is this the Monday of game week for high school football, man, we have the uh, canceling North County Sports Hall of Fame class of 2023 induction. That's this Saturday night. And that's not all. Wait, there's more. How about we've got the Battle of the Badges all weekend out at uh, Granger Stadium. That starts Saturday morning, I believe, at 8 o'clock or at 9 o'clock. I'm going to be a part of that. That's going to be a lot of fun. And <coughs> that's right. I've not completely got rid of my bronchitis yet, but I, I think I'm on the downward hill of that. But wait, there's even more. How about we've got, uh, we had Matthew Young on Friday's show uh, to talk about uh, a great thing that they've got coming up this Saturday out of the CSS News Museum. Man, I'm telling you, this is a great week. We got, you got to watch pro football all weekend long the first games of the nfl preseason were uh this past weekend i mean so football was on back to back to back all over the place college football is just right around the corner ecu's out there practicing they had a scrimmage on saturday they've got another one coming up uh, this coming saturday <sighs> man i'm telling you i mean I, this is like i said this isn't a riff. Usually you get up on, on Monday mornings. You're like, oh, well, I don't want to go to work. And I uh, don't think that I didn't do that myself too. <laughs> it was a little bit of a struggle, but man, that's all I had to do was just think about uh, the show I've got for you today. All the shows we're going to be doing all week long to get you ready for Friday night uh, football and then to get you ready for the Hall of Fame Saturday. And man, I'm just... I'm beyond pumped. I don't know how we're going to get. We're going to try to just shove in as many people over the next five days, including today. And uh, we're just going to have a lot of fun, man. I can't wait. Cannot wait. Uh, joining us here in our first hour in just uh, in less than 15 minutes or so, he's the dean of ENC Sports Talk host and the host of The Drive with Mark Panicelli. Why, it's Mark Panicelli. It's, it, like I said, it's finally game week. We're going to talk to him about that. We're going to find out what games he's doing. I believe he'll be probably doing the Newburn game this week. I think they play Willow Springs this week. Uh, but he'll tell you about that. Uh, man, uh, NASCAR had a, a huge race yesterday. And I got to tell you, I ended up watching pretty much from uh, uh, from uh, the green flag to the checkered flag yesterday. And what I really liked about yesterday's race, and I'm sure we'll get more into this with uh, Mark when he joins us here on our Spence Automotive guest line, but what I really liked about it, NASCAR didn't shove itself in there and cause all these cautions. It was just a good race. I mean, a good, clean race yesterday. I don't know how clean it was. I mean, there were lots of uh, people dinking and dunking with each other, but Michael McDowell continues Ford's heart hot streak as they won their third, as Ford won its third straight race. 
And uh, Michael McDowell, who had only won one race before this, the Daytona 500, now he's won in Indianapolis. I tell you what, your your first two wins on the NASCAR circuit are at Indy and at uh, Daytona. You're doing something right, but uh, he got himself into the uh, uh, the the NASCAR postseason race. Like I said, uh, we'll save a lot of that talk for when we get Mark on the line with us here in about 15 minutes because it was a good race. It was a very good race. I. I got to tell you now in person, a road race is, uh, is awful to try to watch. I mean, it really is. I mean, you, wherever you're at and especially at Indy, I can't even imagine, uh, trying to watch that at Indy, which is just so spread out 14, 15 turns. How many, however many it is, can't really see the entire course from, uh, any seats unless, uh, I guess maybe you're in the infield media center. You sure can't see it on the front stretch. And, uh, but man, it was a good race. That's really, I think, uh, road courses and even that, <coughs> excuse me, the Chicago street race that they had earlier this year, uh, they're fun to watch on TV. Those, those events are made for TV and, uh, just, a, it was just a good race, man. It, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Chase Elliott, I, I, I don't know if this would be a question for, uh, Mark or if it's going to be for Paul Whittington when he joins us on Friday. But I don't understand how Chase Elliott could finish second in the race. Well, going into the race, he was 50 points out of making it to the playoffs. He finishes second, which is, well, just second to the first place finisher. And now he's 80 points out of, uh, out of making the uh, championship race. I, I don't know how that happens, but... Uh, maybe because McDowell won and took away one of those spots, I don't know. Uh, but it just was very, very odd to me as as a math guy and as a as a sports fan too to see that happen. But uh, but uh, Michael McDowell has made his way in. There's there are now thirteen drivers who have made their way into the playoffs. There's only two races left. You got Watkins Glen this week coming up, uh, and then you've got uh, Daytona the week after that. And Chase Elliott, who missed what six races, seven races earlier this year after uh, after a skiing accident, uh, he's going to have to win. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. He has to win one of these last two races. I thought he was yesterday, and I tell you what, he made a very, very good run there at the end too, to uh, make a run at Michael McDowell. And I know McDowell, if you were watching the race yesterday, uh, was uh, being very careful. I mean, he was not. Uh, he wasn't, uh, just, uh, all giving it a hundred percent there in the last four or five laps. He was trying to save his tires in case there was a, a caution that was going to be thrown, but, uh, a lead that was about three and a half, four seconds with seven laps left, uh, ended up getting chopped down to about three car lengths, so less than a second about, uh, I don't know, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6 seconds. And, uh, there was, I mean, I can tell you, you know, you guys know I'm a Ford guy. And watching that Ford getting chased down by that Chevy there over those last few laps uh, introduced a little bit of stress to me. But great race. Like I said, we'll talk to Mark Panicelli about that. We'll talk some preseason NFL. He had me on his show on Friday uh, with uh, me being uh, just really out of it and sick last week. I didn't do uh, our home and home on Wednesday, so I did his Friday show. And we did a bunch of uh, preseason. Uh, <laughs> if we were betting on games, which, by the way, I will suggest to you, I don't care how much of a degenerate you are, do not bet on preseason football games, okay? But uh, we, we talked to, on his Friday show on our home and home. Uh, we talked a lot of uh, who would you pick in this. And, dude, I, I absolutely proved why you do not pe- you do not bet on uh, preseason football because, uh, yeah, I, I think I told him uh, bet the house on uh, the Carolina Panthers against the New York Jets, and boy, was I ever wrong on that one as it ended up 27 to nothing. Bryce Young looked terrible, looked terrible. Now, bear in mind, the Jets are supposed to be uh, one of the uh, – they had a great defense last year, and they're supposed to be one of the top defensive teams this year too. And I have no doubt about that because they uh, they look good against – even their second, third, and fourth strings look good against the Panthers on uh, Saturday. But as you know, we are – Right here on uh, 960 The Bull, 960thebull.com, we are your home for the Carolina Panthers. Not only are we your home for uh, high school football every Friday night, home for the Brian Hanks Show, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. and then 3 to 5 p.m. We also, uh, you come here to listen to uh, the Carolina Panthers in Kinston and Lenora County, Greene County, Jones County. 
Uh, but man, uh, if I'm a Panthers fan, I mean, again, preseason is preseason. I, there, the takeaway is Bryce Young is definitely going to need some more reps. Uh, if you're a Panthers fan, you might as well look at this season as being a throwaway. And I'm not trying to uh, depress you or you know make you sad or whatever, but I'm telling you, man, this is not going to be the year for the Carolina Panthers. In fact, I probably I don't know what Vegas has got. Maybe I can look that up before I get uh, Mark on the line with me. But if the Panthers win more than seven games this year, I will be absolutely shocked. And I think they'll be in the five-win territory. I think they're going to be 5-12 and 12 this year. Probably, uh, and not just uh, from what happened with the Jets uh, on Saturday, but just that this is, a, this is a rebuilding year. I mean, you've got a brand-new quarterback, uh, a, a rookie quarterback at that. Uh, they're going to let him take his bumps and bruises. And uh, they're, they're, they'll be all right in the long run. I think uh, two or three years from now, uh, Bryce Young is going to be fine. I really do. You heard what Aaron, uh, or if you watched it, you heard what Aaron Rodgers said about him. He's very impressed with him. He's, you know, he's impressed with the head that he's got on his shoulders that Bryce Young has. And I think, uh, the Panthers will be all right, but I'm just going to go ahead and tell you now, this is that year that, uh, it's going to be a bad year that you'll be able to look back on a couple of years from now and say, yeah, you know what? We went through, uh, the ringer. Back in uh, 2023, when uh, Bryce Young threw for uh, 22 or 23 interceptions with only like 12 or 13 touchdowns, because uh, it's going to be a rough year. It's going to be a rough year. Uh, hey, that's our first hour. Mark Panicelli, like I said, we're going to talk uh, preseason NFL, yesterday's race in Indy, uh, maybe even some high school football. I want to know how Newburn's going to be this year, especially with them coming off their uh, 4A state championship last year. Wonder what they're going to do this year. Uh, he'll help us with all that. But it's, uh, as we said a few minutes ago, it's also Kinston Lenore County Sports Hall of Fame week. This week here in Kinston and Lenore County, the 2023 induction ceremony is going to be taking place Saturday night at the Kinston Community Center. And we're going to be joined by one of the inductees to kick off the second hour of today's show as former Kinston High School and Parrot Academy head basketball coach Wells Gullage. He'll be joining us on the uh, Spence Automotive guest line very excited to talk to him. Uh, you know, we, uh, it's not it's been that long ago. We, uh, talked to him at the, uh, East coast invitational. Uh, if you remember, we had him, we had his son, uh, on the show. We had uh, Reggie Bullock's son on the show with us at the same time, uh, live from Jacksonville, North Carolina, and had a blast. I uh, talked to him about that, but this is going to be completely different. We're going to go down memory lane with, uh, coach Gullage. As uh, hey, thank you, Spence. Spence said Panthers Vegas win total was seven and a half. And I, I tell you, I'll get back to Wells in a second. Hey, Spence, anybody listening to me, take the under. Absolutely take the under because there is no way this Panthers team now they play in a weak division. Don't get it twisted. When you've got Atlanta in your division, you've got a, a Tampa Bay team that I think is going to be pretty bad this year. And, uh, who am I forgetting? New Orleans, New Orleans, uh, is not going to be that great either. Uh, I think, uh, eight wins might even win the, uh, uh, NF NFC South this year, but man, there is no way I'm calling it now. Spence, hold me accountable, record what I'm saying right now here at 7 13 AM on Monday, August the 14th in the year of the Lord, 2023, because there is no way, no how. The Carolina Panthers win eight games this year. So uh, that that's one. Uh, I am a betting man. When I love doing uh, futures. I mean, I know you have to wait until December to uh, get your payout, but I've done pretty good in futures too. Uh, I think I told you guys about back in 2019, um, uh, put some money down on Virginia winning the NCAA championship. That's right. Right after they got knocked out in the first round of the uh, NCAA tournament, the first one seed to lose to a 16 seed, but I put money on that and, uh, had a tidy little payout. And I also, and I only made three bets that year, uh, futures bets. One was, uh, Virginia to win the, uh, NCAA men's basketball tournament, cha-ching. Uh, the next one was for Clemson to win the, uh, national championship in football, cha-ching. I won that one too. And then, uh, I don't know if we want to talk about my third bet. My third futures bet was, <clears throat> for the uh, Washington football franchise to uh, win the Super Bowl at uh, ridiculous. I think my odds were something like 250 to 1 or something like that. And as you uh, uh, 
narrator's voice, the Washington team indeed did not win the Super Bowl that year. So, uh, yeah, but two out of three and two serious bets. And then the third was, you know, because I was a fan and I just wanted to have that little ticket anyway. It's when they opened up a betting in Delaware. And Linda and I were driving through there. And I think, I'm trying to remember, I don't think Paul was with us, but uh, Linda and I were driving through there for something. I don't even remember exactly what it was. But uh, but uh, one, two pretty big bets. I put $25 down on each of those and ended up winning about, I don't even remember, $500, $600 each on those. So, hey, we should be able to do that here in North Carolina pretty soon, too. So I'm looking forward to that. So uh, anyway, uh, thank you, Spence. I appreciate the head. He doing my, I appreciate when uh, you guys do my research for me. Uh, but, uh, hey, second hour here coming up and uh, at the top of the next hour. Like I said, former Kinston High School and Parrot Academy head basketball coach Wells Golich joining us on the Spence Automotive guest line. He is uh, going to be one of the 12 inductees into the 2023 Kinston and North County Sports Hall of Fame. And uh, just very, very excited about that. Uh, just when you see... <laughs> A, a guy that when I first got here uh, was uh, one of the youngest uh, head coaches in the state. In fact, when he took over as a head basketball coach for uh, Jacksonville High School in the, what, 1998, the 98-99 season, he was the youngest 4A coach in the state of North Carolina. And uh, since then, all he did was uh, turn Jacksonville around Took Kinston to three. Took Kinston to four state championship games, won three state championships. Uh, then uh, after his time in Kinston, after he left us in 2012, took a couple years off, went to uh, Parrot Academy for three years, and he's been in uh, Ashley High School down in Wilmington ever since then. Just had his 400th win in his career this past season, uh, and uh, man. Just very, again, uh, one of the guys, I got to tell you, if I were to do my top five all-time favorite coaches list, uh, Coach Gulledge is definitely on that. I mean, he is just uh, one of the great guys of all time. Uh, man, I'd have to include uh, Jimmy Smith, of course, uh, who will be helping me call games on Friday night. Love me some Jimmy Smith. Perry Tyndall over at Arundel or Arundel. Ugh, ugh, sorry, Coach <laughs> Coach Tyndall's going to go what uh, at Kinston High School. Matt Beeman, who's who I was thinking about at uh, Arundel Parrot Academy, uh, and then some coaches from Western North Carolina. But man, I'm telling you, just really, I, I love uh, our coaches here, and uh, very excited that we'll have Wells Gulledge joining us to uh, talk about his induction into the Hall of Fame. Hey, a Junius update still in, uh, I, I messaged with his mom over the weekend and he is uh, still in rehab down in uh, Fayetteville. I am going to do my darndest to get down and see him one day later this week, probably Wednesday or Thursday. Haven't had a chance to see him yet down in Fayetteville and haven't seen him now in about three weeks, four weeks coming up on you. I can't believe it's been that long. But, uh, hey, $28,455 raised by 289 awesome donors. Go to my Facebook page. Go to my uh, Twitter page, either one of them, and uh, click on the link, and it'll take you right there. Somebody made a $250 donation here in the last uh, couple of days and really appreciate that, and I know his family does too. I've got a couple of checks that I've got to take down to him that have been mailed to me, and, uh, man, man. Just uh, please keep the prayers going. Uh, he is making progress. Still isn't speaking yet uh, after the brain surgery that he had uh, about three months ago now. But uh, like I said, just keep the prayers going. And uh, I know he appreciates it. And I know his uh, family appreciates it too. Uh, we're going to uh, high school football. Let me just tell you real quick. This week, this Friday night, on uh, right here on 960 The Bull, 960thebull.com, 960 a.m. As uh, our good friend Jason Bryant will tell you, get the app. In fact, we suggest you do that now. In fact, I could give you even a minute or two to uh, jump on the, the Google Play Store or your Apple Store. It's absolutely free. The 960 The Bull app, you can listen to uh, Friday Night Football. You can listen to Carolina Panthers football. You can listen to this show, the Brian Hanks Show, Monday through Friday, when you get the 960 The Bull app and some great news. Don't worry, Jason. I'm not going to spoil it, but man, we've got some news that is going to be breaking this week about 960 the bull and 960 the bull.com. And it is huge. I, I joke you not, uh, you're going to be very excited about what's going to be happening 
right here on 960 Bull, 960bull.com. Uh, but that uh, Jason will be joining us one day this week. He hasn't decided which day yet, but he's going to be joining us one day to uh, break that news and let you know uh, what's going to be happening right here on 960 The Bull. I think you guys, I don't even think, I know you guys are going to love it. And I'm, I'm just geeked out, excited about this news. So uh, I know you guys will be too. But I get the 960 The Bull out, but high school football four days away. Our game this week is going to be North Lenore at Green Central. New coach at North Lenore. Uh, taking on uh, Jay Wilson and Green Central, and uh, they are looking to uh, continue the history that they made last year, uh, the Rams are. So that's going to be an exciting game here on 960 The Bull. That is going to be Friday night. The uh, Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show begins at 5 o'clock. That's right, two full hours before the game. You'll hear from all the coaches in our area. You'll hear from a couple of athletes. And we will be bringing you, like I said, that game on Friday night. Uh, pre-game show at 5. The game itself kickoff at 7. Myself, Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith. <coughs> uh, Paul Whittington on the sideline until he has a baby. Uh, and that's just going to be a lot of fun. North and North Green Central. Uh, other games Friday night. Kinston is at South Central. South Lenore is at North Johnson. Parrot Academy will be visiting Harold's Christian in an 11-man game. And then Aiden Grifton will be at Wilson Prep. So a full night of football Friday night. And again, uh, Coach Smith, Paul, myself, bringing you North Lenore at Green Central. Can't wait for that. Uh, Down East Wood Ducks, man, they wrapped up a great uh, week in Kannapolis last week. Uh, won four of six games, including their last two. And yesterday afternoon's 5-2 to two win at Kannapolis. They won four of six games in the series, and like I said, including the last two. Uh, they're off today. Then they play six games at Charleston, uh, beginning tomorrow, uh, a six game series at the Charleston river dogs, a really good team. And then they'll finally be back home a week from tomorrow. Uh, when they take on Fayetteville, uh, for tickets, go to woodducksbaseball.com or visit the team's box office at historic Granger stadium. Uh, the wood ducks are tied with Lynchburg for second place in the Carolina league North at 22 and 20. They are five games behind the K- the hated Carolina Mudcats uh, in the Carolina League North. Uh, Little League Softball World Series concluded yesterday in Greenville. Man, what a great job by Pitt County. Made it all the way to the championship game and then lost a tough one to uh, New York. Uh, 5-2 to two in the World Series championship game. So uh, Pitt County, World Series runners-up. So congratulations to them. I think I saw on Facebook there was a Lenore County Connection, uh, one player that plays for uh, Pitt County. But Congratulations to them. That was awesome. Uh, don't forget, like I said, just a couple of reminders here before we get uh, Mark up here on the line with us. Uh, don't forget, uh, Kinston North County Sports Hall of Fame is this Saturday. Tickets are still available by going to the Kinston Community Center. Get in touch with me. I'll put you in who you need to be in touch with. Clay Kroom, Craig Dawson, Daryl Goff, Chris Hatcher, Earl Miller, Charles Shackelford, Peggy Jean Taylor, Don Whaley, Craig Hill, Wells Gulledge, and Bill Ellis will be inducted as individuals. And then the uh, teams are the 1949 and 1950 Granger High School baseball teams, the 1955 and 1956 Granger basketball teams, and then the 1969 Adkin basketball teams. So, uh, man, all five of those teams were state champions. Very excited to have uh, each of them to be represented at the or, or in the Kinston and North County Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, don't forget also Battle of the Badges is Saturday and Sunday too. And uh, we'll have somebody here on the show later on this week to talk about that and get you ready for that also. And then uh, don't forget, we're going to be plugging it all the way. We are one of the uh, uh, platinum sponsors of it. But Brad Fest, which will be taking place Saturday, October the 21st from 3 to 9 p.m. at Pearson Park in downtown Kinston. The Something Else Band with Mickey Weatherington, uh, the Wicked Shimmies, Dewdrops, 8-Track, and the headliner will be the Mac and Juice Quartet. There'll be an after party at Stanley Saloon with Mad Fiddler. Uh, so just uh, lots of sponsorship possibilities, and that's going to be a fun, fun day Saturday, October 21st at Pearson Park. Don't forget, go ahead and put it on your calendar now. Hey, for 65 years, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. 
Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And uh, thank you, Richie Honeycutt. Thank you to all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. And joining me right now on our Spence Automotive guest line, I got to tell you, Mark, I don't know if you were listening to my monologue or not, but I uh, I got to tell you, usually Mondays are a little bit rough. That's why I'm glad I have you on Mondays. You help bring the weekend great, but you know how it is. You get up on Monday morning, it's like, ah, uh, got a whole week in front of me. But then I was thinking about everything that's going on, dude. We have high school football in four days, dude. Happy game week, Brian. <laughs> I was going to come in here screaming. I was going to be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, and I, I, you know, but it's Monday. People might not be ready for that. So, But happy game week. Happy game week indeed, man. We were talking about uh, we've got North Lenore Green Central, two of our teams facing. And then next week we've got Green Central at Kenston. So we get a double dose of Green Central over the next couple of weeks taking on North Lenore and Kenston. I have, you and I have not talked about it on the air. I'm not even sure we've talked about it off the air either, dude. Are you guys are the official station or you were last year of Newburn bears at state championship winning program. Are you guys, uh, are you, are, are you bearish again this year? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Newburn bears begin there. Uh, defense of last year's four, a state championship, I guess, Willow. Okay, well, uh, let's try him again there as uh... <laughs> oh, the miracle and the beauty of live radio, guys. We are trying to call him. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message Uh-oh. system. Two, five, Whoa. two, five, one. Let's, let's uh, end and accept. Oh, dude, I almost put your phone number out there on blast for everybody, man, as it was saying uh, the phone number, 252, but then I hurried up and turned it down so nobody could hear it, okay? Oh, wait a minute here. Hold on one second. Let me get you on my roadcaster here. Now can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hello? Hello? I told you, that's what I was saying, the miracle of live radio. It is what it is, man. Yeah. Uh, But you were saying you got the word willow out. Willow, yes, not the <laughs> film, the Val Kilmer, George Lucas film of the 80s that nobody saw. Uh, Willow Spring, the high school that will be uh, taking Spring in Newburgh and Caruso Coats on Friday night as the Bears begin their defense of the 4A state championship from last year and a chance to set a record of 17 consecutive victories, uh, which, of course, uh, would be the, the school record. But uh, it all begins in a new head coach. Uh, coach Saxby begins his tenure as head coach of the Newburn Bears. So um, a, a lot of unknowns this week. But, uh, you know, again, a lot of excitement certainly around that program and the community as, as they are uh, coming off their fourth state championship. Absolutely, man. And when I think about Newburn, I think about, you know, the Bears and just how – Strong they are pretty much year in, year out. They had a couple of down years, and then uh, uh, Coach Newell came in. Or now, Newell? Now, yeah. Now, thank you, thank you. And I got to ask, why in the world, why in the wide, wide world of sports does a guy leave a state championship team, uh, Mark? Well, uh, I think it left a lot of people uh, wondering. It was uh, uh, literally a decision that was made just a few weeks ago, uh, to be quite honest with you, Coach Saxby, I spoke with him a couple of weeks ago, and literally on the day he arrived at Newburn, his first full day, uh, not only uh, there as coach, but there in the city. So it was it was a little bit of a surprise, but maybe an opportunity. Uh, coach now going to go to Hillside and take on that Hornets program that's been a pretty good football program over the years, very good basketball program, uh, Durham Hillside as well. But, but, but again, um, Saxby taking over a situation where, uh, again, I, a lot of people would, would again, uh, to step in there with a team that had won a state championship last year, I think it's a great opportunity. And, uh, and, is, and again, there's going to be some, a, lot, a lot of new faces as far as players, uh, but some familiar ones without, uh, you know, of course every year you're going to graduate a lot of players. So, um, but there are some familiar faces from last year's 
squad that are certainly going to be key to trying to bring up these uh, these underclassmen who are now starting to get some reps. And um, I think the very interesting thing is this year seeing Newburn throw the football, which if folks don't remember, they won the state championship last year attempting zero passes, uh, which at the 4A level is just almost unheard of uh, in this time in, in, in football. But, uh, but again, a little bit of a, a slight, uh, I think, offensive twist this year as we'll see the Bears maybe throw the football a little more. Well, and that's one of the things that, like I said, uh, I had gotten or I had met Coach now uh, via our mutual good friend, Brian North. I don't remember where we were. we were somewhere, and it was right after he had been hired. Maybe it was a basketball game or something. And uh, Brian introduced me to Coach Nell. And I just, at that time, however many years ago that was, four or five years ago, whatever it was, Newburn had suffered, had had a couple of bad seasons. If I remember, I think they they had they'd had some pretty bad losses. I don't know how many games they won, but uh, but I just remember the energy level of Coach Nell and just uh, how impressed I was with him. And Brian even said, North even said, listen, this guy's going to get things turned around. Doggone if he didn't in a three- or four-year period turn them into a state championship team. Just uh, tell us a little bit about, I mean, as someone, you did all their games last year, and, you, you know, you cover them. I mean, he did a pretty tremendous job with that Bears program, didn't he? I mean, here, uh, quite simply, and, uh, and gosh, I hope I get this right, and my statistician, uh, Scott Gaskins, is going to kill me if I get this wrong because <laughs> uh, I don't have my notes in front of me. He coached exactly 50 games while at New Bern, and he won 43 of them. God. So, I mean, that's just insane. That's how uh, successful he was there. I mean, a lot of this is, let's, let's be honest, too, with every good program, you have to be sort of there at the right time when you have, uh, you know, the right athlete. You know, as we, as we well know, you, each class is certainly different. Uh, when you're at a school that's a little bit bigger than – I mean, in our area, I mean, you guys covering Kinston, and we've got lots of uh, smaller schools like the, the West Cravens and Aiden Griffins and North Pitts and South Lenores and all that. Um, but Newburn, uh, you know, Conley, J.H. Rose, they certainly have a bigger pool of students to draw from. But you still have to be, you know, you know uh, that certain group that's, uh, that's, you know, sort of there uh, that brings, you know, three or four years of just some incredible talent. And, Coach Nowell not only brought that discipline and, and his success, but uh, the fact that they had just some great players uh, there as well. But as I said, a lot of those returning players are going to be there this year too. And, um, and you know, I think the biggest part of that, and we'll say, you know, the quarterback position being so important that they've got two guys who who bring a lot of experience uh, uh, at, uh, under center, or in this case, you know, with a shotgun in high school, but, you know, as quarterback there. So, that being said, uh, I think that's a great start. Uh, even if you've got to fill in some places on the offensive line or backs and receivers, et cetera. But I think Newburn's greatest, I guess, problem to have this year is the fact that they've got two quarterbacks with a lot of experience. Uh, you know, and again, we may see uh, one guy win out the job. We may see both guys during the year. Uh, that because, you know, in the high school, you just never know. But that being said, I think that's a, that's probably the biggest bonus they've got going into this year with a new coach getting acclimated to the community and the coaching staff and uh, a lot of these players that he's got an experienced uh, quarterback there, uh, two guys who've got uh, significant snaps over the past few years. So that will certainly be beneficial. And I think we all say good luck to Coach Now, which is the beginning of our conversation. But I think, uh, as I said, it's, you know, to, to Coach Nowell, who's stepping off into a new opportunity, it's going to give uh, Coach Saxby um, a, an opportunity here to go from uh, to Hereford County, uh, where he was certainly had some success there, uh, to, to be able to step into this, uh, this Newbern situation, uh, which, again, I think is a, is a pretty envious one and a, a chance to, uh, uh, to see what he's got this week as, uh, as they get underway against Willow Springs. And, uh, and again, uh, high expectations there for sure. Tell us a little bit about Wes Craven, uh, your alma mater, uh, our local teams that'll see them. Aiden Grifton here locally will of course be in the same Eastern Plains 2A with them this year. Farmville Central, Greenville Center, or Greenville, Green Central in that conference too. Uh, expectations for Wes Craven this year? Well, I think, I think they're pretty high. I think okay. that. They are the defending uh, conference champions. I think they're going for three in a row in that conference. 
West Craven has had this the last few years where they play a really tough non-conference schedule, which is oftentimes very beneficial once you get in the conference. They're going to play Havelock. They're going to play New Bern uh, just within their county, and both of those teams are expected to be good in their own right. And then they're going to head into this conference, uh, which they've got, uh, again, a lot of key returning pieces. But the JVs that they move up from last year were uh, a lot of people feel like it's one of the best uh, junior varsity teams that Wes Craven has ever had. So I think Coach Twitchell and the Eagles' expectations are are pretty high this year. Uh, they've, uh, I, I guess, ironically enough, that there was that Hereford County team led by Coach Saxby that knocked him out of the playoffs last year. He won't be at Hereford County this year. But I think Wes Craven is really expecting some good things this year. Um, they're going to start off the season against Pamlico. And a guy who's a former Eagle himself uh, and a former uh, part of the coaching uh, staff there, but now coaching Pamlico is Coach Bobby Griffin. And he's trying to restore Pamlico County from uh, the successes they had just a few years ago. Um, and, boy, you want to talk about the crazy circle we were all talking about here. <laughs> coach Nowell, who was the Pamlico coach, led that team to a state championship berth before taking over Newbert. And that's really where Coach Griffin wants to go this year. It's going to be pretty tough for them, though, with the – a West Craven team that I think uh, has is going to be pretty good this year. So uh, I think both of those programs will be good, Pamlico and West Craven. But I think West Craven has is, is certainly set its sights on uh, on winning the conference and, and making a playoff run. Well, one of the biggest stories from your neck of the woods in the offseason, and it's been almost like a soap opera when you had uh, Brian North going to school board meetings and this, that, and the other. And we've got a connection to it too, but down in Havelock, uh, a program that, listen, <laughs> Newburn, yes, good year in, year out. West Craven, we know they're good year in and year out. Havelock uh, has just been amazing through the years. And uh, with the uh, uh, the coaching situation down there, just for folks who maybe don't know that uh, everything that went on down there with the coaching situation, can you catch everybody up on that? And then, man, they open. <laughs> Dude, it may be the game of the week in the state this week, I'm thinking. Havelock at Wallace yeah. Rose Hill this Friday night. But catch everybody up on that coaching situation down in Havelock. Yeah, absolutely. And, <clears throat> I mean, uh, um, as, as best I can, uh, because you said almost a soap opera. Almost, <laughs> almost. It was kind of crazy. Uh, it was uh, – look, there was – Havelock wanted to hire the, a former head coach of theirs, Caleb King, who was an assistant and still is an assistant coach on the program and was last year. And that was who the school had wanted. Um, the Board of Education felt like Havelock didn't do it in the uh, proper channels the way they wanted it to. So, uh, and I look, I'm just going to really fast forward through the VHS tape here to, <laughs> okay. date, to date myself here. <laughs> Long story short, um, it is not Alan Wooten, the coach who was the coach last year, who's still there as an assistant coach, or Caleb King, a guy who was assistant coach who they wanted to be the head coach, but Brett Wooten, who we found out actually is, wait a minute, am I getting this right? Is it Warren? Warren Wooten? Uh, I, I, we found out his name uh, it was something else. But anyways, Brett, who... Brent is gonna is gonna take over there as as head coach, but it's you know and I talked with him a couple of weeks ago and it was a look it was a mess it was a soap opera off the field, which you know and I'll just really say what I I think the sadder part of all of this is it becomes a big and adult problem where it's whether it's the board of education or the school or the community and all this stuff well the kids aren't immune to that they hear that stuff they see it. It's a shame for them uh, because, again, it, it shouldn't be a distraction for them. Uh, you know, they just want to be kids and, you know, play football. And so the the, the, the thought I had, which uh, Coach Wooten confirmed with me, is that, you know, when they get in that room, uh, you know, when they're, when they're at practice, you know, look, it's still the same coaches. It's still the same kids. They've got a – uh, 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 you know, like the protocol, the Havelock way. We talk about their program. You mentioned the fact, I mean, they're like the, the Dolph Rungan, uh, the, the, who was that Rocky character? I mean, they're just, I mean, they are just year in and year out so good. And so uh, I think they're going to be good again this year. And I think the good thing is, you know, again, as I said, I think that with everything that's going on that this year, sometimes 
Uh, it's just the right thing is, uh, or the good thing is, when, when you've got all these things going on around you outside of the game of football, that you can get in there and all of that stuff is silent and the coaches can coach and the players can play. And I think that's what they're hoping and what they're thinking is going to happen there. So all that drama aside, they got a big game against Wallace Rose Hill on Friday. Uh, uh, and always expectations every year at Havelock. And so, uh, you know, again, they get to sort of hush a lot of that uh, drama, if you will, that was out, outside of the game of football a little bit. And, and we can focus on on uh, on football instead. I think that's really what the kids would want, and really what the community should want uh, uh, for these kids. Absolutely. And listen, we're in our neck of the woods here. Uh, we uh, worked with Coach Allen Wooten forever over at Green Central. He was there for six years, I believe, six or seven years. Turned that program around, gets down to Havelock, does a great job there. And from what I understood, like I said, now I'm outside your bubble. But it just seemed like, you know, I mean, he enjoyed being a head coach and everything, but he just wanted to step aside, be a position coach. Spend, he's got a young family, wanted to spend some time with his family, you know, some more time with his family than he had been. Because when you're the head coach at Havelock High School, I mean, that's like being the head coach at Richmond County or Scotland County or Shelby or even Wallace Rose Hill or somebody like that. I mean, it is a – you're not just – the head football coach, you're also the face of the program. And I think, you know, Coach Wooten, uh, Alan Wooten, by the way, I don't even know if you know that. You know they're twins, uh, Alan Wooten and Brent Wooten. Yes. Yep, they're twins, and both of them were uh, – scho- uh, oh, my gosh, what is it at Carolina when you're the scholar? <sighs> Moorhead. Moorhead scholar. Look at you, dude. Yeah, yeah. see, that's why you're uh, Mark Panicelli, and I'm just Brian Hanks, dude. You know, <laughs> But, yeah, they're both Moorhead scholars and just brilliant. Just If you talk to them, they're great guys. And, uh, I think that's what Al- coach Allen Wooten wanted was just to step aside and, you know, he wanted to still be in the game and everything, but just not be the face of the program anymore. And, uh, like I said, dude, just being on the sideline here in Lenore County and, you know, watching, uh, Brian North breathlessly report this. And uh, I guess even your boy, Trevor Donnell, uh, breathlessly report everything that was going on down in, uh, have like it just. Up here in Kinston in Lenore County, we're just looking at, you know, like how a dog will look at something sideways and go, huh? That's kind of like how we were doing here, dude, just going, what in the world is going on over there in Craven County? But, uh, uh, come on. Some of you were sitting over there like the, like the Michael Jackson, uh, (laughs) gift where he's eating popcorn, you know, I'm just here for the, you know, for the drama, but uh, no, look, it was, it was wild. And, um, look, I, I think that, you know, I think a lot of people are glad that it's game week, and uh, and they hopefully can uh, can put this aside and uh, and get to playing football. But yeah, look, a really exciting week, as you mentioned. You know, uh, Newburn Willow Spring. If you're going to be at West Craven for Pamlico, or you're traveling to see Havelock Wallace Rose Field, we got Kenton at South Central this week. Yes, sir. Uh, Aiden Griffin uh, is going to take on Wilson Prep. J.H. Rose hosting New Hanover. Laney taking on D.H. Conley. Uh, and, uh, so man, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. And, uh, Hey, the, the grind begins, the fun begins on Friday night. I know you're excited. I am too. Oh, you'll, you'll love, uh, I had uh, Jason Bryant here on the show on Thursday. I think, I guess it was Thursday. And we were talking about, uh, Fridays here on the bull on our station. You got me seven to 9 AM. And then the replay from three to five, dude, dude, they're giving me a two hour pregame show, man. How about that? All season long. (laughs) So how about that, dude? From three to five, you'll get the replay here on my station. Of course, and on yours too. On uh on two five two ESPN one oh seven point five. But then the uh Rilla Discount Drugs pregame show starts at five. Kickoff for the games is seven, and you know some games go until ten thirty, ten forty five. Oh yeah. Dude, if you're in Kenston, you'll get to hear my voice from three o'clock. Uh, till about <laughs> ten thirty, nonstop, dude. I don't know. Is that a selling point? Is it not a selling point? I don't know. But uh, I, I will have to be doing. I, I'm almost over this bronchitis, dude. I still, it's still kicking my butt a little bit, man. But uh, it's got to get better by Friday, dude. It, it does. And uh, everybody, mark this. Especially people that work with Brian <laughs> on high school football, mark this down about how excited he was in August. <laughs> and then throw it in his face in October when he's when he's when he's ill, Brian. Um, but <laughs> anyways, uh, it, no, it's going to be fun in all seriousness, man. I'm I'm excited. Big pregames coming up for you, uh, and uh, look, we're we're excited too. It's it's good, and uh, and get that voice ready. Uh, look, somehow I just want to, and I'm not changing the subject. I just wanted to say I think 
a little sad that you didn't get to use that voice, but you saved it for high school football. But maybe you were the good luck charm that the Pitt County girls needed yesterday as they fell to New York uh, in that uh, Little League World Series there uh, in Greenville. How so, about uh, that, dude? How, yeah. I mean, I'm serious. I mean, you know, usually the host team, I think the, the host team automatically gets to play, I mean, or whatever, uh, which they were really good this year. Don't get, them twi- don't get it twisted, which they proved, obviously. But when do you remember a host team Almost yeah. winning a world championship, dude. I mean, it doesn't happen up in Williamsport, you know, or, or is it Williamsport? Nope. Uh, yeah, where uh, the Little League World Series, they have a team in it every year or whatever the, the top local team uh, makes it to the World Series, and they inevitably get knocked out in the first round or whatever. I mean, for uh, Pitt County to make it all the way to the championship, and again, in the interest of full disclosure, I did not get to uh, any of those games. I hated. I was scheduled to, dude. I counted it up this morning. I was scheduled to do eleven of those games uh, this past week. Mm. Didn't do a one of them. And uh, but like you said, may, hey, maybe I was a good luck token by not being there, dude. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I, I thought about that. You were the good luck token that needed to be there for uh, for the championship. But you're right. Maybe you not being there for me to run. I don't know. Um, I did want to point this out. You know how they do that little uh, pregame thing where they're, they're, it shows the girls and they're like, they say like, you know, like my favorite color is blue and, <laughs> you know, my favorite cartoon is Bugs Bunny or whatever. I'm, uh, no, I'm uh, One of those girls said this from New York. And I just, I thought this was the best thing ever. She said, when I grow up, I want to be a personal injury lawyer. I was like, no, oh, she my did. God. She <laughs> did. I was like, now, that's the sort of hyper-focus that, uh, one, she has got some personal experience with the personal injury lawyer. And she said, you know what? This is not bad. One one might could make a lucrative practice on just specializing on that alone. <laughs> How's everybody feeling today? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that being said. Uh, that was pretty. That was pretty interesting. But I really was hoping that the Pitt County girls uh, could have brought home that championship. That was a little bit of a letdown. So, uh, so. Um, but but hey, we had the race on the other channel, and I know you enjoyed we did. that, Ford guy. I was watching that. In fact, let's go ahead. Perfect. Look at you, man. You're just. I forget. You're the dean of ENC Sports Talk host. You're the king of the segue. Let's uh, segue. Hey, I guess last thoughts though. Uh, I would love to get your prediction here. Uh, one last thing on high school football. I mean, how far, what what kind of season are you predicting for New Bern? What kind of season are you predicting for Wes Craven <laughs> and for Havelock? Well, what, what was, I mean, in all sincerity, I mean, I'm not afraid wow. to give you ours, dude. Uh, I'd love to hear yours. What what do you what do you foresee for New Bern, Wes Craven, and Havelock this year? Well, I think that uh you put me you put me right in the corner here and since uh since you're the voice like of the I bears think, yeah i think all three teams are going to the playoffs uh and uh look for newburn the, the good or bad news is uh in the in the coaches uh preseason poll the media poll excuse me uh they were projected i think to finish third or fourth in that conference uh oh, wow uh and so but you've got a lot of uh of course you know, Jacksonville's returning a lot. Havelock is expected to be very good, and then et cetera. So I think that maybe uh, there's one you could put the chip on your shoulder. Hey, let nobody really thinks that we can do it because maybe we've got, you know, a new coach and, uh, you know, some of the players are gone. Um, or it sort of takes the pressure off because, hey, you don't have that. Uh, where last year maybe it was, listen, it's it's championship or bust. Um I think Newburn certainly every year has a chance to to contend for a title uh, in the in the conference, and I, and I think that that holds true this year. I think for you know for all three of these teams, I think that is the expectation. Um, obviously, for Newburn and Havelock, it can only be one of those teams because they're in the same conference, so that makes their showdown so big. So obviously one i have to give two edges here to newburn one because i'm the voice of the bears and two because <laughs> they're playing in newburn this year at caruso coach stadium and coming off of havelock's worst loss in god knows how long last year where newburn just annihilated uh the rams which again you know maybe could be a motivating factor for some of those returning rams but my expectations are for all three of these teams to be solid playoff teams and we'll say the bears edge uh, have lock out of that for that for that conference title and and for West Craven, there's no doubt. I think if if they don't win their conference, uh, I think it's a disappointment there. So I'll just I'll keep on the pressure on Coach Twitchell and the Eagles this year and say it's 
it's conference championship or bust for them. Wow. Okay. Well, very good. Uh, okay. I- I'm clipping that <laughs> and I'm going to send it to all the coaches. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks. All the coaches forget that. I love you all. You know that, right? Yes, they so. do. They absolutely do know that. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick, let me thank uh, let me thank Spence Automotive. It's where I get my car services. Where you should go to, located at six hundred three Plaza Boulevard, in the old Firestone Building, next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lots. Spence Automotive is owned by local sports writing legend Keith Spence and is open Monday through Saturday at seven thirty a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at two five two. 686-5011 the next time you need your car service when you need new tires tell him the brian hanks show sent you also thank you to Arundel parent academy the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region parent academy's uh, compass, uh campus bleh, now encompasses see i got campus and encompass in the same sentence Ooh. dude yeah i know right uh 80 acres and is unique in that it draws students from more than 10 counties a region about 10,000 square miles in size parrot academy remains steadfast in its purpose of providing the best possible instruction and learning environment for its students apa students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 dobbs farm road right here in kinston and uh, let's get back to our uh, our guest here my good friend mark panicelli who is joining us here in the first hour here on monday and uh you had the perfect segue uh nascar yesterday you're right i had a little league world series on one tv I had preseason NFL on another TV. I had Brandon Ingram and uh, the U.S. basketball team on Fox on another TV. And then the NASCAR race. Did I say the NASCAR race already? I had the NASCAR race on, (laughs) and I got to tell you, it occupied the big TV the entire time, dude. What a race yesterday for a race that went green pretty much the entire race. They had that uh, caution, what, two laps in that – Ended five laps, and then it was green flag the entire time. And you know what, Mark Panicelli? I was here for it. It was a heck of a race yesterday. Your thoughts? No, I'm all for it, too. Uh, and I just wanted to say, because I worked this up in my head, if uh, if you feel like like Ricky Stenhouse did, like he had hit you yesterday, like he hit on so many other people yesterday, or if, if Joey Logano hops over the the the, <sighs> the, the the curb and and knocks your car into the tire wall. Take a Spence Automotive. You'll get all that stuff fixed out, and uh, you'll have it ready for Friday for some football. Um, all that being said, I love that race. And if Paul Whittington's listening, I love you, Paul. Paul's all for a new new NASCAR. Uh, I, I'm gonna do a mini rant here. I know we're probably short on time. One, I love that race yesterday. We don't have those stupid segments where they just throw a caution for no reason uh, and then stop the race. I understand we have a very short attention span society, and we've got to have these instant thrill restarts, which, again, are fun. Don't get me wrong. I I enjoy a good restart. (laughs) But if it's natural, if it's natural. Yesterday was one of those days where the race went on, and they've got a new rule now where they don't stop uh, between segments on the road courses Great, brilliant idea. Thank you, NASCAR. Uh, so I'll give you credit there. And to me, did you see how tired all those guys were? That was much more of an impressive win by Michael McDowell because you were worn out. There was no rest in that race yesterday. Um, and for somebody like me, that, that was a gladiator win for McDowell. I know uh, Elliot was chasing him down there towards uh, towards the end of the race, but McDowell, I think, was just being ultra-conservative there in the last few laps and making sure he didn't make a mistake. I, I thought it was fantastic, uh, great finish. And I thought Michael McDowell, I mean, to win at those two tracks, there's are the two most iconic tracks in this country, if not the world. And so to win at Daytona, to win the Daytona 500, and to win NASCAR's event at Indianapolis, which still to me isn't like the Brickyard 400, but listen, if you're a if I win at Indy, you, I would, you would have to hear about that every day for the rest of your life every time you saw me. So um, I'm totally thrilled with him. Now, something else about NASCAR that's so stupid, and I, I'm here to not answer your question because you said – I heard you say earlier in the show today in your monologue when you said, how does a guy go into a race 50 points behind and come out uh, 80 points behind finishing second? I don't I know. know. Because it's so stupid. Stupid NASCAR points, and you get stage points now. 
The point system is so stupid. It is dumb and it's complicated. And I listen, I, I was told there would be no math. I'm here to watch cars race, not try to do math in my head. Let the engineers figure out math on the cars and stuff. I, my job is to enjoy the race, not to figure out some sort of weird math that we're, we're Chase Elliott. Uh, it's still going to have to win a race, which, again, it looks good. He's still in one of the best cars. They get to another road course uh, where, you know, he's won many times at Watkins Glen. It's his favorite track. Um, you know, I think he, he's probably a good shot to win his eighth road course win and his first ever in the next-gen car, uh, which he has yet to win a road course race in the new car. But I think he's going to be fine there. But great race yesterday. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, love the no caution flags, and it's a super to me muscle flex when I saw how wore out everybody was yesterday because uh, because it was flag to flag. And hey, the race was over at like five thirty. Uh-huh. Dude, yeah, how yeah. awesome was that? No, no, man? no. Everybody it was actually was even before. Early. No, dude, it was before that. It was like over at ten after twelve after five. And the crazy thing was, uh, you hear the NBC people because you know you got to anticipate there's going to be three or four cautions. And especially as long as a road course is that slows it down and everything, they had to feel 48 minutes of time of just <laughs> post race, you know, whatever, which I thought was pretty interesting in and of itself. Yes. I thought that was pretty cool, but, uh, I got to tell you, man, you know, it. listen, I, I, I fly my Ford flag freely. Wow. How's that for alliteration there? But, uh, Good. and I was really stressed out, dude. Those last seven laps, I guess, when, uh, uh, Chase Elliott finally cleared the last lap traffic and it was just him versus Michael McDowell. And dude, I, you just kept looking up at the, the seconds on the, you know, the, the differential. And first it was like 3.7 and then it was like 3.2 Then it got down to 2.9 with like five laps. And then with four laps, it was 2.2 and dude. He was, what, three car lengths there at the very end? Dude, I got to tell you, man, and like you said, dude, and I said it too, McDowell was driving conservatively. I mean, he wasn't wearing it, wearing his car out because I think he kept thinking, as I was thinking and everybody else in the world was thinking, NASCAR wants Chase Elliott to win this thing, okay? So they're going to throw some. I kept waiting for the, you know, the debris caution or – you figured one of the, uh, I'm serious, dude, or I figured one of the uh, Hendricks cars would, you know, do a little turn in front of the, the field or something in the middle of the field so they could get a caution flag out. So that's why I think Michael. Do you remember, go ahead. I was going to say, do you remember the old, the old, uh, the X, I would say X Files theory that, that people used to have that NASCAR had remote controls and they could like blow up tires? <laughs> like, uh, people, people, I and mean, people are like, no, nah, you, if you hang around with NASCAR fans enough, there are conspiracy theory NASCAR fans who would be like, nah, NASCAR made sure that tire blew up just the way <laughs> it did. Uh, but, yeah, I, I was with you, by the way. I was waiting for that late caution to hit. So Because, again, you had so many guys wanting that restart. And the, the announcers were kept talking about yep. it. Like, well, they're just yep. hoping for a late restart, just hoping for a late restart. And I'm like, no, go, go, go. And and luckily they didn't. Uh, and uh, – and as I said, um, uh, you win the, ra- the race on merit. And I thought, again, the great long post race was great, and it really illustrated the fact that what's most impressive about that win is, is that that's a guy who, for a lot of – m- most guys had already walked out and quit on their racing careers for what, for what he's gone through. He had an open-wheel career. looked like he was going to race in IndyCar. That falls through. He tries to get into NASCAR, and he's on subpar teams for most of his career. Gets his uh, chance really late. Um, sticks with it, sticks with it. Winds up winning the Daytona 500 a couple of years ago. And now he's won Indy. Uh, and so uh, for him to win it and for that team to win it is just absolutely it's, – it's an amazing accomplishment. And for them to do it in a dominating fashion, man, he took the lead early. And it was like, good luck. Because other than – it was so hard to pass yesterday and track position was so important. Unless it was a uh, pit situation, uh, it seemed like McDowell had, had control of that race. Uh, as soon as he took the lead, it was his race to win or lose. Could there be any two more disparate tracks, though? And I mean that. I mean, between that 
14 turn Indianapolis road course in the middle of the uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which that's a conversation for another day. But that track and then Daytona, I mean, I mean, dude, you got a feeling that 30 or 35, heck, anybody that's in the Daytona race can win the race. You got to feel. In the in these road course races, you really only feel like there's maybe eight to ten drivers who can win those. But for him to have two wins at the top circuit in NASCAR and for it to be those two tracks, that's got to tell you a little something about his driving ability, don't you think? It absolutely does. I mean, it shows you know how you know it's, it's two different disciplines, and and so he's yeah that that's that's super impressive. Um, I heard you talking earlier, by the way. Um, about road courses, uh-huh. uh, the Indianapolis road course is a little bit better than most because remember that's inside the oval, so you're sitting inside the oval and the then the road course is so it's like literally is it's it's similar to when you go to Charlotte and go to the Roval, so those two road courses you get to see a lot more of than a lot of the other ones. I think the road course experiences are great uh, if you if you have the right and what we don't realize too is now. They've got these giant big screens, so you can set up in somewhere oh, at the road course and watch okay. the whole race, and you just see the cars as they're coming around your little area. <laughs> um, but now the experience, as far as like if you enjoy the old school, if you went like I did back in the '80s and enjoyed like the camping out, road courses are fantastic. So if you get to go to Watkins Glen or uh, any of these other places. Uh, um, Gosh, there's uh, uh, there's one that there's one in Atlanta, uh, there's one in uh, in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, Virginia's got VIR, uh, uh, but uh, road course races are fantastic. So uh, I definitely would recommend those, and you can see most of the race with these with these big screens. So, and you know, Brian, if you've ever been to some of those big ovals, you'll have trouble seeing a yep. lot of the track there too yep. because it's just so big. So. Uh, very similar thing. That's why, again, like Indy, they've got those big screens there because if you go there to see the 500 and, again, <clears throat> the 400, which we're thinking is coming back next year for NASCAR because they're going to do an oval test, I uh, think, in a couple of weeks here, uh, and it'll come back hopefully next year. But um, you won't be able to see the whole track even when you go there because those, those tracks are two and a half miles uh, in length, which is, a, which is a big road, which is a big, a big oval track so no uh, you're right anyway, and, just my two cents well no 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 and you're right and the thing is you know in sports we're so used to you want to be in the front row you know i mean if you're at a football game if you're at a basketball game even a baseball game you want to be as close to the field the court as you can be exact opposite in racing you know, for listeners yeah. who's never been to a race you know you'd think oh i want to be close to the track well for starters you don't because you're going to get rubber in your in your grill <laughs> but you want to be as high as possible at a race that, so you can see as much of the racetrack and that goes for north wilkesboro as much as it goes for north wilkesboro richmond bristol as it does for like you said for indianapolis or talladega or charlotte or wherever you go now i've never been to daytona so i can't really say anything about that but uh, but I have been in those others. Listen, I've got you for about one more minute here before we get Wells Golage up here. I got to ask yes. you about it. Did you get a chance? Did you watch any of the Panthers first game? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> by the way, um, I, I did want to throw this in uh, really quickly. Yes. If you go to a race, don't be in the front. You'll look like a chimney sweeper and you'll be deaf. <laughs> um, the, uh, by the way, Brian, you were so wrong. Uh, I heard you earlier. You said, Oh, I can't bet on. Don't ever bet on preseason football <laughs> because I got it so wrong. First off, we can't go off of week one yeah. um, of anything in preseason, let alone the season, but preseason. If we do that, then Jordan Love's going to be the greatest quarterback ever based on his performance. <laughs> By the way, Baker Mayfield had an incredible performance. Are you ready to buy into the Buccaneers? The, uh, the over-under at uh, the Caesars book is 7.5 on the Panthers. Win total, 7.5. So if you want to go over-under there. You mentioned Atlanta and, and Tampa Bay. Isn't that four wins right there? They're over halfway there. Anyways, <laughs> dude, you won five games this week. Damn. You only lost Carolina. You only you only lost Carolina and Cleveland because you didn't take your Washington Commanders. You said you had, by the way, Green Bay minus four and a half. Uh, four and a half. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Um, uh, you had Detroit plus two and a half. Um, Atlanta minus two and a half. Pittsburgh. Minus three, 
Arizona plus five and a half. And like as I said, you missed the, the Carolina one. So yeah. if you would have taken all of those, you would have won money this week. You are five and two <laughs> after week one in the preseason. I was <coughs> three and four. All right, so we're keeping up with this. That'll, will we be doing that again on the uh, home and home? Oh, Wednesday we have visit? to now, don't we? Because you won the first week, <laughs> so now we have to do preseason picks all preseason now. So, absolutely, absolutely, dude, we will. You are the man, dude. Listen, uh, Mark Panicelli, the drive. Who you got coming up today and tomorrow uh, before we visit again on Wednesday? I have Kyle Gaskins joining me today. Kyle and I are going to preview the NFC and AFC West. And then Paul Whittington is going to join me on tomorrow's show. All right. We'll talk a little training camp and, of course, some NASCAR with Paul. I love it. Mark Panicelli, dude, you are the man. Thank you for always for getting up on Monday mornings and uh, brightening, brightening the beginning of my week, my friend. Hey, man. Happy Monday. Happy game week. There you go. That's Mark Panicelli, the king, the dean of ENC Sports Talk host, joining us here live on the Brian Hanks Show. Uh, and that, uh, that'll wrap up our first hour here. Uh, coming up here in our second hour, the great Wells Gulledge, former Kinston, former Parrot Academy head basketball coach. Uh, he's going to be inducted into the Kinston and North County Sports Hall of Fame this Friday night. Uh, or the Friday, this Saturday night, this Saturday night at the Kinston Community Center. Very excited about that. But like I said, coming up in our second hour, Wells Gulledge on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. <laughs> 